Welcome to Aligned and Soulful Leadership. My name is Kavita Milwani, and I empower soulful, multicultural women of color to opulently shine their light without the hustle. I truly believe you can fulfill your soul's desire without losing yourself, your health, or your life in the process. I know that you can ignite your confidence and know your worth all while walking your divine, unique path. So in this podcast, I will dive deep into topics, challenges, and blocks that women of color experience as they rise up into their aligned life and work. My deep desire is that BIPOC women can lead through their inner wisdom in a way that honors their soul. Are you ready to rise up as the leader you were born to be? Then this podcast is for you. I have been waiting to share this with you, and so I'm so excited to have this as a podcast episode today. So just to let you know, this was a workshop that I did on money, and um, I have two previous episodes that focus on abundance and money, so if you haven't seen those, I'll have those links in the show notes. But I edited out, you know, people's names and um, questions and all that. And I've been able to provide you with this valuable workshop. So I'm so excited to share it with you. So money is a really interesting kind of heavy topic for some people. And I used to talk a lot about, you know, just not manifesting money, but working with your relationship with money. And then after the pandemic and, you know, all these things, then it felt kind of, I guess the best word would be kind of icky to talk about it. Right. And, um, and then, you know, I felt myself shrinking about that subject and I've come to realize that we need more people, more heart-centered people, more people that are like all of you that are attending this CEO summit, the embody me, we need to have the money so that we can support the causes and we can contribute. And I truly believe in supporting other business women through my business. And so I think it's even more important now than I did before to be able to create the money that we want in our lives. So it's not about this sense of, you know, the, the greediness or like, I just want more, right? Because I think that's the, that's the block that a lot of people have. So, so I just wanted to say that. I've been working as an empowerment coach and an intuitive coach for over seven years. I mainly work with women. Um, the women I work with are empathic, women of color, um, and there are there's a unique sense of um, struggles that come along with that, right? And I'm seeing more and more now of that message coming, and so I'm excited to see that. And so I started my process of, of stepping into coaching years ago, um, probably before seven years ago, but I had a lot of resistance for my family because it was not a viable career. You couldn't make money as a coach, like all the messages that were given, right? Which is just not true. So I had to go against a lot of the, the conditioning and programming. And so that is, you know, those are the clients I attract. 
that they're not necessarily surrounded by um, a family and culture that supports them, right? So, um, you know, in that process, the, the relationship with money also has become something that I see a lot of. There's a lot of scarcity mindset, especially for women that are from, um, like me, I'm a first generation American. And so that immigrant mindset of like, you have to work your butt off to make money. Um, you know, I could use some other words, but I didn't know <laughs> the audience is open to that. But, you know, that hustle kind of like you have to hustle. Okay, so um, money is not unspiritual. Right. And so the way that I'm going to talk about money today um, has uh, three main elements to my workshop today. And I want your participation. I don't want this to just be, you know, you're just sitting and, and listening and um, hopefully you absorb what you can. I tend to, I used to be a teacher, so I tend to uh, teach a lot and I want to give a lot of value to you. So I'm just giving you an outline of what we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk about our subconscious. Um, and how that affects our relationship with money, why it's an inner game. So that's the first section, right? We're actually going to do the, an exercise so you can start to uncover your uh, money story, your unconscious beliefs about money. And then I'm going to do a visualization to further activate your money magnet. Okay, so those are some things that we're going to do today. And depending on the time, I might do one more piece. Okay, but if not, we can always connect. I will at the end have an offer for for all of you. But the rest of the workshop is simply about um, you learning and growing and, and creating the money in your life. So I want to ask you, who has worked already done some work on the relationship with money? So if you have and you've done that, great. You can raise your hand. I, not if I can, not everybody has their camera on, but yes, I see some hands and you can put in the chat box. Yes, yes, good. I see me. Yes. Okay. And then uh, the next question is who has not really worked much on their relationship with money? So you can say, I haven't worked on it or not yet or very little. You know, you can let me know in the chat box as well. That way I can, I know how, where I can go, right? Because there's lots of different directions I can go. So I want to make sure you receive value today. Okay, good. I haven't, but I, something I want to work on. Okay, good. Okay. So did you know that uh, our relationships with money and other things in our life are based on our past conditioning and we have about, depends who you ask. About 20,000 to 70,000 thoughts a day. Okay, that's a lot of thoughts, right? And a those thoughts come from our past. And if you even, uh, you know, in my hypnosis training, I, I was pretty surprised to hear that a lot of those thoughts in the subconscious programming happens before the age of seven, right? So when you are, you know, when you're thinking about that, most of us don't remember that much before the age of seven. So for us to um, really uncover that, that's why I do the things like visualization. And, and so we can kind of really uncover what those blocks are, but you can still work on it with if you're a little afraid of that. So <laughs> it's still there. But what we want to do is we want those thoughts, the, the 20 to 70,000 thoughts a day to actually move us forward in our life, right? And so most, 
most of the people that I work with and, and myself included in that, those thoughts are not um, beneficial thoughts. They're usually thoughts that tell us that somehow we're not adequate enough, somehow we don't deserve something or their comparison. That's one of the biggest things I hear from people, especially if you're, you're a business owner, right? An entrepreneur, there is so much comparison that happens and you may not even realize it. So I worked with a coach years ago that said there's three types of comparisons, right? Because the first thing that some people say is like, well, I don't compare to others, right? I'm not, I don't compare myself to others. Well, she said there's three types. So there's comparing yourself to others. There's comparing yourself to where you thought you'd be. Okay. Where would you think you would be at this time in your life at this age? Okay. And comparing yourself to your past, like how you were before, which is flawed because our memories are not 100% accurate. It has to go through our brain filter. And so when we have memories, a lot of times they're inaccurate. So it, I don't know if you've heard, uh, tell me and you can let me know in the chat box if you've heard of the witness study. It's a psychological study that um, I don't remember who did it. I wish I, I did right now in this moment. Yes, Antonio says, yes, you have, I haven't. I haven't. Okay, so I'll tell you a little bit because it looks like a lot of people haven't. So really briefly, what they did is they had a scenario happen live in front of a group of people. And then they took them separately and interviewed them and asked them what they saw. And even though everybody had the exact same scene happen in front of them, when they interviewed them, they, the, what, they, what they remembered wasn't the same. They had their brain processed it. And then through the processing of that memory, they, what they said and what they saw wasn't completely the same. So what does that tell you about life if that's just one scene in front of you, right? So even going further in, in there's, if there's a household, right? We talked about your subconscious programming before the age of seven. If there's a household and you have multiple um, siblings or children in the household, if you even look at the siblings, right? And you ask about different things that happened or even how they you know, turned out in the world, it's, it's different. Yeah, sure, there's genetics and there's a lot of that aspect in there. And it's their interpretation of what happened and how their brain processed what happened. Okay, so if we're comparing ourselves to the past, that's not really accurate, is it? Because we don't really know for sure, right? So, and then comparing ourselves to future, that also is flawed. Why, why do you think that's flawed? I'd love to hear in the chat box if anybody has any ideas of why. Why would comparing yourself to, you know, the way you thought that you would be in, you know, 2021, where we are today, why would that be kind of flawed? Perspective. Okay, I see perspective. All right. Yes. Yes. Things have to happen. I love that. And divine timing. Yes, exactly. And, you know, we, we have this idea that we can create our lives and there's an aspect of that called surrender, right? That we need to surrender. So usually when I do sessions or workshops or anything, I always pull Oracle cards. It's my little side addiction. I have like 50 decks or something. I don't know, but sh you know, don't tell my husband and my kids, <laughs> like I have them hidden in my office. But so today before the workshop, I pulled a card in asking what's the best way to serve the people that are showing up on 
this work in this workshop today. And this is the card I got. It's from um, Colette Baron Reed, the Seven Energies Code Deck. And this is the card. It's Willing Release. Okay. I don't know if some of you can't see it. It's Willing Release. If you have the deck, it's 49 and it's about surrender, right? It's about the fact that, you know, when you're trying to find the answer and you're pushing and pushing and pushing. And, you know, if you've ever left trying to figure out a problem and then you come back to it and you're able to see the answer. So that's kind of like what this card is about. And it's about releasing that attachment of how you think it needs to look or it should look and surrendering. So you do the work. You take the action and then you surrender. Okay. So that's what that card is about today. And so when I was, you know, when I started talking and started talking about money, that's the, that's the angle that um, I'm coming from about, we take the action and then we also surrender. So oh, I see lack of growth. Okay, good. Um, so that's part of um, that feeling and why subconscious programming happens. Right. And so when you're in that, uh, unconscious way of functioning. That's when you feel disconnected. And, you know, a lot of people say like, I'm fine. I'm not, I'm not feel, I don't feel horrible, but the way that, um, I can say, describe this disconnection is this low level of misery, like just this low level of misery, like this river of misery running through your life. And it's like ebbing and flowing and it's slowly there, but it's not making you like not want to get out of bed right? But it, it is impacting how you show up and what you do, right? And so in the same way, our relationship with money might be like that, right? It might be this thing that, you know, yes, we have some money coming in. Yes, we're able to make some money. And it's just like, it feels like I'm pulling teeth all the time. It feels like I'm, you know, swimming upstream, right? And so you're not really getting that, right? So, um, and, and then um, the other thing that I see people doing is, uh, I think Brooke Castillo calls it buffering. Um, I call it like distracting and, and um, you know, you're just basically numbing, numbing yourself, right? So you spend a lot of time when you know you should be doing something else and you not should, but you really want to be doing something else, especially if you're, you know, creating a business in the world, Um you really want to do something, but instead you find yourself kind of watching TikTok or YouTube, or you're flipping through the channels on Netflix, um, you know, and you're just kind of like in the sense of wishing that you want this life, wishing that you could have that money, and then wondering why the others can do it and you can't, and what, what you know, and that comparison that happens um, that I talked about earlier. So that, that the kind of low level of misery, the comparison, the self-doubt, all that impacts how money shows up in your life, right? Because money is just energy, right? We give money the meaning that it has in our lives. And I truly believe as money being energy, it will enhance who you are. So whoever you are, whatever your values are, money is going to enhance that. It's going to make that more. Okay. So, you know, there's those stories of, oh, money is the root of all evil, you know, and, you know, maybe some other subconscious programming that you have, or, you know, there's this sense that uh, a person that makes money, the opposite, right, is so, somehow better, 
right? That makes a lot of money, right? That's all subconscious programming and that's the energy, okay? So um, in a quick example of how money can change your mindset, okay? So I love stories because stories are things that we remember. We remember stories more than like these, all this, this valuable content you received these last couple of days, right? I can, I can probably guarantee if you check back in a couple of weeks, what you're going to remember from all of this are the stories that you hear. So I'm going to give you a story. Okay. So this story is actually about me. So um, one of my first businesses, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So one of my first businesses is, uh, was in 2006, seven, somewhere around there. And it was a handmade jewelry business. So I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs and my parents were jewelers and they were immigrants. So they, they started businesses and now they have multiple businesses. And so I wanted to start a business when I had my two kids from home. And I said, well, I could do a handmade jewelry business. You know, I could do that. So um, I was able to start that and I would go, um, you know, to all these shows, craft shows where you would set up the tables. If you've ever been to like yesterday, I went in our area, they had an art and wine festival and I'm walking around and it reminded me of the story because I'm walking around and I'm seeing all these vendors, right? With art and jewelry. And I'm like, oh, brings back all those memories of when I did that, right? But the thing is you, you'd go to these craft shows and there would be tables and tables of jewelry, right? And other things there. And some people were like magnets, Okay, like they would go to those shows and they would have people stopping at their tables and buying stuff. And, you know, and then I would and sometimes I was and sometimes I wasn't. Right. And so when I wasn't, I would start to compare. I'm like, what's it? What is that person doing differently? And I'd look at their displays like maybe I need new displays. Right. So maybe I need maybe I need this shiny object or that shiny object. And then I'll attract the clients and then I'll attract the people. Right. And so what would I do? I would go and buy some new displays. Right. Or I would go and see, oh, well, what is that person making? Maybe I should make something similar to that. OK, so this is for a product, but this I see this all the time in service businesses as well. Right. You see what others are doing. You're like, it seems to be working for them. So I'm just going to go do that. That's what's wrong. What's wrong is that. Right. And so that's where I I was in that point. And it didn't work because what was truly wrong was how what I felt I deserved. Right. And so when I showed up, there were there were all these subconscious blocks that I had about money. And one of them, which I didn't really get how much it impacted me, which, you know, now that I'm going to say it out loud, you're going to be like, duh, you should know that impacted you. Right. But when I was um, when I was 15 years old, almost 16, I was held up at gunpoint. My parents finally had made some money. They built this beautiful house in South Texas where I grew up. And these people came to the door with guns, right? And so this happened in my home. And it was the first time that my parents had shown money, right? They had this beautiful house. And I finally had my own room except a sister and a brother. And I always had to share a room with my sister. And it was like that sense of, and my parents had just had a big party the, the week before. And I think that draws, draw, drew some attention whatever was, you know, my parents just kind of didn't want to deal with it because it was so painful. Right. I get, I get where that came from. The police eventually did catch the, the people that did that. Um, and 
I speak Spanish. So when I was speaking Spanish to, they, they happen to speak Spanish to the, one of the guys, he's the one that confessed because apparently I made him feel so guilty. So, you know, some, some divine intervention there. Right. But that experience impacted my jewelry show. It impacted how I showed up in the jewelry show because I didn't want to draw attention to myself. I didn't realize that, that I had a subconscious programming going on saying, you can't stand out. If you stand out, you're not safe. So I had to work on that. I have to, and I still see it rise up sometimes, right? Especially like something like this, where I'm visible and I'm speaking and like, it's just like, I have to talk myself into and say, you're going to be safe. Nothing's going to happen, right? And so you may not have such a dramatic story like that, or maybe even something even more dramatic, right? But we all have these experiences, these stories that impact how money shows up. I see some in there, oh, I had the same belief and wow, yeah. So, so now that you've, I've shared that story, I'd love to hear from um, whoever wants is able to in the chat box, tell me if you have something that, you know, that, that when you heard that story, do you have a story that came up for you that may be impacting your relationship with money? So just say yes. Oh, yeah, I had something come up, you know, whatever. But it looked like I have one person that said well. I have that. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, for me, one of my big money stories that I used to have was like, if I make money, then like, I'm not going to have a lot of friends because, you know, when I was growing up, I had a lot of friends who were like, who, you know, their families weren't really in a good place financially. And long story short, drama and things happen. And from, you know, those experiences, I learned that like, okay, I don't really want to be successful and I don't want to make money because I'm not going to have those true friendships. So that's what came up for me. Oh, yes. Thank you for sharing. Yes, that's, a, that's so common, right? It's like, you don't want, we have the human need to belong right? We want to belong. That's a human need. And so if you, if there's that belief that if you're friends, if you make the money, then your friends won't, won't accept you and love you anymore. Right. Of course you're repelling it. Of course you're repelling it. So now, now that we've talked a little bit about why the subconscious and how, why the subconscious impacting your behavior and when that happened before the age of seven is most of it, like the story I gave wasn't before the age of seven, right? That was when I was around 15, but still that had a dramatic impact on how I showed up, right? So I want you to start with, if you have a journal, if you, um, I have a worksheet here that I'm gonna share. I'm able to share the screen, I think. Let's see, yes. Uh, it's the first exercise. I promised you an exercise. All right, so it, this is, um, here, let me move this because it's blocking me. I don't know if it's blocking you guys. All right, so this is the Your Money Story exercise, okay? So this exercise is to start uncovering your money story, right? What are your beliefs? Even if you've, it's, you know, some of you have done some work on money, it's good to do this. I do this, you know, every few months, especially when I start to feel those blocks come up, right? To see where I am right now in this moment. So just take a, a few moments. You can start with, you know, and if you don't want to do it all right now, that's okay, right? Just pick one or two statements 
the, the ones that I see the most for entrepreneurs are number one, in order to make money, I have to. In order to make money, I have to, and then fill in the blank. And then the other question that I see the most is number seven, that um, is most in fact, oh, money comes easily slash not easily to me. So what is that? What's happening right now in your life? Is money coming easily to you? Do you believe money comes easily to you or not? So for entrepreneurs, you know, I have people that are not entrepreneurs do this exercise. Those are the two that I see the most, right? Um, so the goal is with this exercise is that you write all this down, right? And now you could spend, I, I would love for you to spend some time after this, right? After this workshop, since especially since it's fresh in your mind and, you know, my contact information, you can always contact me and ask questions. I'm so happy to support people to create the money in their lives. Um, but just working on these questions so, and then I, like I say, you ceremoniously release it because you're starting the process of letting those beliefs go. They're not serving you, okay? So I'll read the questions really quick. And then, um, you know, so in order to make money, I have to, rich women are. So this one's really interesting because I've had um, people have beliefs. They don't, you know, it, it's there, it's conscious, but not completely conscious where they believe rich women are spoiled or rich women are, are bitches, okay? Or rich women are, you know, fill in the blank, right? So if you think rich women are that, then why would you wanna be one, okay? And so some people, rich women are, are beautiful. Like that's not a trigger for them. But I have several questions because one of them, if you're experiencing some blocks with money, at least one of them is gonna come uh, uncover something, right? Um, especially when you're investing in your business, number three and four is interesting. It's okay to spend money on. And number four, it's not okay to spend money on, right? And these are all our own beliefs. It's just our programming. And number five, if you have very little money, it means, and then you fill the blank. And then if you have a lot of money, it means. And I mean, if, you, if you're curious to, to really see this in our culture and the overall Western culture, you can see comments on social media, right? If you see something of like someone super wealthy, let's say like Elon Musk or something, right? And you see what people write about him, then that you can tell what this, and that those are the subconscious messages we're receiving all the time, okay? So I'm gonna stop sharing. And so uh, as you're doing this, um, these questions, is there any question that was that uncomfortable to answer? You don't have to tell me, but you can write number two, number four, whatever, or you can say, no, they weren't uncomfortable because sometimes, actually not sometimes, when something is uncomfortable, that's where you need to go, right? So I just, I want you to go there if that question is the one that's causing no paper money, that could affect, because it's the idea of not holding and touching money, right? So like the no paper money piece, I know personally, 
how it impacts me is if I'm using a credit card, I can so much, I can spend money so much easier <laughs> than like if I have cash, right? Because it's like fine, it feels more finite, right? So who knows? It, I think that the answer to how it would affect you depends on you and your own beliefs. Okay. Um, rich women because I was bullied by wealthy. Oh wow. Okay. So that experience of being bullied by wealthy uh, female classmates in first grade. Um, that experience is definitely impacting money and how it shows up for you. Okay. And I will say that, you know, when my parents immigrated to this country, I was born in the U S but when they immigrated, they didn't have money. So I remember also having a similar experience of going to a private school because that they finally could afford it. But, you know, with a private school at that time, they were paying a hundred dollars a month or something. <laughs> Right? So it wasn't like it was a subsidized. It was a Catholic school that went there, but it couldn't. They couldn't get the uniforms right away, right? And I wouldn't have the coolest um, backpack, and I wouldn't have the coolest lunchbox and the jewelry and all that that they had. All these other, you know, people had. So I, I, I like when you when I rewrite that, I'm like, oh, that's one. That's also a, a little bit of a trigger for me. So thank you for sharing that. And you know, when people when you're willing willing to share these things, it it helps people uncover also what's going on for them. Sometimes that they may not realize. Okay. Okay. Great. All right. So so far, um, we've just gone through the exercise, and I talked about the subconscious belief. And now it's time for the visualization. So this is about money blocks. And so this exercise, I want you to focus on a money block, okay? So think about maybe one of the blocks that came up for you in this so far in this workshop. And if there's not something specific, just think about if how more that more money that you want in your life, a bigger figure income, and where you're feeling stuck. So we're going to ask your unconscious mind what you need to do or what's stopping you from getting to the other side to get to your desired money. This is to help to see if there's some, what is stopping you, okay? So just continue closing your eyes, opening your mind and relaxing. And if you can release the grip of what you wanna see, just allow whatever shows up for you, okay? So just breathing as you're inhaling, inhaling, calm, centering. And as you're exhaling, releasing the grip, releasing and surrendering. Releasing, it, releasing and opening and feel the rise and fall of your breath. And imagine thinking of that income that you wanna create, the money that you wanna create. And maybe it's a very small picture and it's not specific or maybe it's a big picture something that you want in your life that you don't currently have at the present moment, that income that you don't have yet. And holding on to the image of what this would look like and what would feel like. 
planting that seed of that desired income and money in your mind. And as you're breathing and listening, I want you to imagine walking down a path. And as you're walking down the path, you feel an urge to move in a certain direction. You're feeling guided by this desire to keep moving forward. You can't see where you're going. You don't know what it's ahead, but you just know that you have to keep stepping one step after another forward until you get to a place where you can't move anymore. And so now on your path is what has been stopping you. And it's represented by a giant wall. You may even see in the cornerstone of the wall a year when this wall was first formed inside of you as a barrier to your money and your income. And there are words on the wall like graffiti or images that are stopped, that are giving you a message. Your unconscious is showing you exactly what is stopping you. And if you look closely now at the wall, there's a peephole. And you can look through to the other side. And there on the other side is you having the experience that you desire, having the income and money that you desire. Your dreams come true on the other side of that wall. But you feel you can't get to that part of you and have the experience and have that experience, that, that income and money until you deal with this wall, with this block. So I want you to ask your subconscious what you need to do with the wall. Ask it for tools to take the wall down. And in your mind, just see yourself taking the wall down with whatever materials you can create with your imagination. And I'm going to be quiet for a moment to allow you to start that process. And even if you can't take the whole wall down, just make enough space for you to step through. Imagine stepping through to the other side and into the you that's experiencing this income, that's experiencing their heart's desire. You are asking your subconscious mind now to show you in your life where you stop, but obstacles are in the way. You're asking your mind to make them synchronistic and obvious so you can read them and work with them and be free of them and take all that energy that's been holding back and use it to propel you forward. So allowing that to settle into your body, into your mind, into your soul. And receiving what you're meant to receive 
and allowing this wall to come down. And when you're ready, you can slowly come back and open your eyes and come back to the room. And when you're feeling ready, I am going to invite you to write down what came up for you, anything specific that stood out. Okay, so write it down for yourself. Because when you when you have these experiences and you know, it's like waking up from a dream state, you want to write it down right away. But I was noticing, right? Or if you're about to buy a car, right? And you, you're looking for a car, guess what you're going to notice? All the cars. Okay, so in the same way, if your mind is telling you that, you know, you, you can't have the money or you don't deserve the money or the money's going to make you unsafe, that's what you're going to see. And that's what you're going to notice. So instead, you want to put in there what you want to notice, right? You want to put in there the college students that are making money easily, right? You Not the, that, that stereotype we have of the poor college student, right? Like that's like a big stereotype in our culture. Or you want to see the entrepreneurs that are um, making the money that you want to make, not as comparison though, right? As inspiration. We can use that as inspiration to say, if she can do it, or if he can, or they can do it, I can do it too, right? I can be in, in, I can do that. I can do that, right? So that's, that's the way you can shift that, that lens so that you are creating what you would like in the world. Thank you for joining me for Aligned and Soulful Leadership. I was inspired to start this podcast as a way to empower women of color to rise up into their aligned leadership. Remember, I will have all the resources I mentioned during this episode available in the show notes at alignedandsoulfulpodcast.com. I'm your host, Kavita. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends. And if you haven't received my free abundance meditation and exercise, then go to alignedandsoulfulleadership.com and subscribe to my newsletter and you will receive this powerful visualization and exercise to ignite your abundant life. Thank you. Until next time, take good care. Bye.